0: Now it's time for a breakdown.
1: Thank you, Nick. Nick. You're listening to Gap to Gap, brought to you by The Breakdown. Three two. Double drilled deep to left field. Going back, choice. Looking up. See ya. Three thousand history with an exclamation point. Back to fall.
0: episode number 61 wake up in the morning and we hit record what's going on Seven?
1: Oh man i'm just you know full week well almost two weeks now of baseball uh not counting if you're the phillies or the marlins or now the cardinals and tigers it has been exhilarating
0: yeah it's been great um let me ask you before we dive into everything Are you fully all the way into it, or do you? Is it like constantly in the back of your mind that this could get canceled at any time?
1: Um, it's definitely in the back of my mind, especially after seeing what happened with you know only one outbreak affecting three other teams. You know, um, I think it's definitely looming over everyone at this point. I, I, it goes back to MLB back in May when we spoke about. You know, potentially doing a bubble in, I think it was three states at that point, uh, Arizona, Texas, and Florida. At that point, COVID wasn't ramp- like rampaging through those states. It probably could have had 60 games done by now, at least. Um, so, yeah, I think because of that, the MLB dropped the ball, and now we're having COVID still looming large over everything.
0: Yeah, so th- that's actually one thing that we forgot to put in the doc that I wanted to, to talk about is how about Rob Manfred coming out and saying – this isn't on me. I'm not a quitter. The players need to be better.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, Manfred's an idiot, so we know that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I also don't like how he said that not every team will have to play 60 games. Like I think that's kind of stupid, especially if it comes down to winning percentage. So hypothetically speaking, if I'm, you know, let's, let's look at the Cubs, for example, off to a really hot start. Um, but the Marlins might not play more than 40 games, but they could potentially sneak into a wild card spot. Uh, like, th- I feel like that's not fair. Like, Agree. if it's, like, they're 3-1 and one right now, they, they would technically make the playoffs based off a of winning percentage today or have a shot. Um, I don't like that mode of operations at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, I think the way he means it is like if a team is in playoff I mean maybe I misunderstood if a team's in playoff contention they have to play 60 right it's it's like if it's only they don't have to play 60 if is if it doesn't affect the the outcomes
1: well no because now I think there was another revision done at least I heard I think it was Harold Reynolds who was describing it last night on MLB <laughs> Tonight Jonesy yeah, making his first guest appearance today um but I can't really remember what the ramifications were. You, you might be right. Maybe they get updated again. But my first impression was that it was just based on winning percentage alone. There was no other um, ramifications in terms of how many games they actually played. Which is also very like really stupid. Because, again, same example. Marlins looking for a playoff spot. Um, if they have a good record after, let's say, 50 games. Whatever. However, however many they get in. Uh, that sounds... You know that's not a great look to leave them out after playing so hard over yeah you know ninety De- percent of the season.
0: Definitely, definitely. <clears throat> and I, I mean, I just, it's just frustrating to to think about how this thing's going to end up looking.
1: It's strange. I mean, I'm I'm taking it game by game. Like I just watched the Yankees right now, and I'm I'm just kind of in that zone. Um, I'm trying to, and obviously, like paying attention to the other teams just to to see what standings look like and everything. But it's strange to think that we could have a team. That plays the majority of the season and potentially has has a better record than some other team and not make the playoffs because yeah because of COVID
0: yeah definitely um, all right let's let's transition off that let's let's go back into uh, our usual fun jokey selves Joanna uh, Cespedes was missing missing in action the Mets handle <laughs> that how the Mets did and then he just opted out I mean are we both in agreement? That Brody definitely knew that Cespedes was opting out, and they just kind of wanted to make it a weird story.
1: So I honestly don't think they knew that was gonna happen. I, I think, like truth be told, this is how the Mets operate, or lack of operate, uh, la- lack of operation, I should say. Uh, there is no fucking way they knew because the fact that there was like live tweeting going on that Yoenis Cespedes was like missing, um, they like threw a fucking Amber Alert up for this guy, and <laughs> no one could find him. And then they found him. He's like, "Yeah, I'm not playing with you guys." <laughs> like, yeah, that is it's shitty yeah. on both parts. Like, a the Mets should probably fucking know their players better, uh, and then B Cespedes probably should have informed them uh, that, "Hey, I'm going to opt out." Um, but I think the timeline of Cespedes' time with the Mets has been nothing but turbulent. So if you dive into that a little bit more, uh, from the time he got there to the time that he decided to run away from home. Man, is that
0: was just such a weird timeline, man. Like just watching that whole thing unfold on Twitter in real time was insane.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it, it really, it really did feel like he was, you know, kidnapped or some shit. I, My first thought was, oh, he's dead. Yeah, I mean, no one knew where he was, and he didn't say anything to anyone. Um, I mean, allegedly, I, who knows? He might have sent a text to someone on the team that he actually liked, but it sounds like from his injury a couple years ago, um, of course, needed surgery on both ankles, trying to fend off a wild boar. Um, which, again, is even crazier. It's a little wrinkle to throw in there again. Um, But then comes back, doesn't get off to the start he wanted to.
0: Crazier story, missing in action or wild boar injury?
1: Uh, I think the wild boar injury is crazier. I think the missing in action thing is just more negligent on both parties. Um, That's fair. But I also think, like, we know why he opted out. It wasn't because of COVID. Oh, Jonesy, what are you doing? Okay. I love it. Just wiping his ass across the floor Um, uh doing the boot scoot doing the boot scoot um well what i what i was saying was he didn't do it because of covid everyone knows that he did this because of his contract clearly Mm -hmm. uh they restructured his contract after paying making him one of the highest paid individuals in the sport when they gave him the initial contract restructured it a year later uh restructured it again and then because of covid and the prorated salary he was making about two million a year um He's not a premier player anymore by any stretch. We haven't seen him play in two years, so it's, it's tough to designate him as one of the top outfielders as he was back when he was in his heyday. But if you're him, you have to t- look at it like I'm getting kind of fucked right now by the Mets, um, shuffling money around to meet other ends with the team and the roster. So I understand from that standpoint you might be frustrated, but it's also 60 games. You, you Your team had a legit shot at making a run, he didn't want to DH either. I mean, there was a lot of issues here. And the Mets, I, I think, weren't forthright in telling him what their plans were for him. And here you have it. He ran away and didn't look back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. That's the nail
0: on the head. All right. Um, speaking of the Mets, <laughs> you know the story a little better than me. What happened with Billy Hamilton?
1: So Billy Hamilton gets flipped to the Mets. Uh, it's, you know, one of the the recent transactions of this truncated season. Uh, anyway, he does not agree to take the train to the Mets debut because he was too busy watching Criminal Minds. Um, <laughs> so after <laughs> after you lose one outfielder due to like what some thought was a plot from Criminal Minds, you gain another outfielder who can't stop watching the actual show. So good job on the Mets scouting department to find... The players who really want to be there. Uh, clearly, it's working out for you. Yeah, they just got the best guys out there. They're just doing. They're just doing
0: all the things. Like that is just wild to me. <laughs> like, how, like, what do you? Yeah, sorry about that, skip. Uh, just hey, sorry, I'm, really I'm in the middle of this so. right now.
1: We're just about to find the killer, so you're gonna have to. <laughs> you're gonna have to shag some fly balls with me later. <laughs> I, I can't,
0: man. I can't even fucking. Oh my gosh! But I, I like, you know what? I
1: respect the. I, I I get. I don't respect him, but I respect the fact that he didn't hide from it either. He just said, like, "Yeah, I'm not doing this." Yeah, like, watching Criminal Minds.
0: <laughs> what are do you doing Tuesday? Great TV
1: program. You should, you should check it out. You ever heard of
0: this show? <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. All right, uh, Otani done for the year. Pitching uh, has a four. What did they say? It was a forearm a, strain, grade four, strain I grade two. Yeah, um, he is going to have surgery.
1: So but we'll think,
0: be able to pitch, or we'll be able to hit. I'm sorry.
1: So I think they're well. That's what they're trying to figure out because if he has surgery, so basically the way that it was broken down to me is. That if you have a grade two forearm strain, it's not like a strain, like a muscle strain, um, typically that we, I guess, would picture. Not, it's a tear. Like it's, it is a tear. Um, it affects everything from the torque that you can throw with. You're putting strain on your elbow, so it, it basically will lead to Tommy John if it goes unchecked. The big question they're going to have to look at now is, do we want to put him under the knife, lose another year and a half of him? If we want to keep him pitching or do we let him hit? And then this is still a problem perhaps with, you know, swinging a bat. He definitely won't be playing the field. Um, but this is just a nightmare for the angels. Like this guy, yeah. this guy is getting paid so much money. I was like, you gave the
0: guy the bag to be the Japanese Babe Ruth. That's literally what they call him. Yeah. And now you're in this situation where you haven't gotten a full season out of him pitching You, Even in a shortened season, you haven't gotten a full season out of him pitching. Yeah. And now, man, just a a big swing and a miss for
1: the Angels. Well, here's the other issue, too. It's Even if you keep him in the lineup as a DH, that affects a lot of other moving pieces on this team. Angels aren't a young team or a young up-and-coming team by any means. They still have some older veterans that ideally you would like to DH... And give them regular at bats. Like I think like a Poolhols Upton when he's healthy. Um, there's a lot of things that this affects because Otani can't play the field. So I think from my standpoint, this is just a disaster uh, from the beginning. I never liked the gimmick idea of having the Japanese Babe Ruth playing two ways. I don't think it's smart. I think it puts a player's body through too many unknowns and uncertainties. Because if I'm trying to prepare to be a starting pitcher, but I'm also looking to hit and play the field, there's different workouts, there's different regiments, there's different stretches, there's different everything that goes into that to be prepared. And we're seeing, you know, how that unfolds when you fully commit to it.
0: Yeah. Um, I think it's it's very clear that this was probably going to be the last experiment with... A two-way player in baseball, and it has not worked out.
1: Yeah, it's um it's unfortunate too because I mean I was never on that train. Like I said, I, I thought it was stupid to begin with. Um, I just I also doubted the effectiveness of him being able to trying to focus on two totally different aspects of the game. Um, sure, I I think he's still a decent hitter. I don't, I never thought he was great, and I think I think his best attribute was his pitching. But we saw how they kind of fucked that up. So, and this wasn't Joe Madden's fault. This goes back to their, you know, previous regime. This goes back to everything how they prepared him and how they got him ready. And they still haven't gotten a full season out of him. So this, you can wash this up as just a bust. Yeah, agreed.
0: Agreed, 100. percent it, it, It's sad, but it is what it is. Uh, going from sad to weird. <laughs> Twins pirates yesterday. <laughs> Delayed by drone. Only in 2020.
1: I mean, you can't make this shit up.
0: Um, you really can't. The best was the Pirates Twitter tweeted out. It's like, we're in a drone delay. No, seriously. <laughs> AL, AL baseball is weird, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, yeah. I mean, if you're a National League team, you're in an American League ballpark. Yeah, AL baseball is weird.
1: I will say, drones have affected AL teams more than NL teams in the last few years. Just go back That's to seven hours. So.
0: That's true. Um, Just weird
1: yeah it's it's strange um but you know nothing surprises me anymore fucking throw the kitchen sink at us this is 2020 i wouldn't be surprised if aliens fucking touched down at yankee stadium and said bring me to your leader and then got very disappointed <laughs> <laughs> and said you know what take your cover, take your drones we're we're out
0: we're out this was fun but <laughs> we're actually gonna pass on this place <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah there's too much going on for them to even be fucking remotely interested in taking over this planet right now
0: oh that's so funny um i mean how i guess the the ultimate question is what's the range on trevor Bauer's drone
1: that's a great call see this could be a repeat drone offender um i don't know man he has a lot of money so i could this could potentially be Bauer's drone
0: he think, wasn't pitching
1: yesterday. Wasn't pitching. Um, off day, likes to drone. This could be him. I think uh, MLB should throw an investigation out there to figure out who it was. Okay, but on the, the, on the actual serious side of this,
0: if you had a drone with a legit camera, and like it's, it's a, quali- like a very nice quality drone, which this thing appeared to be, and you're just a hearty baseball fan, I can't say I wouldn't have tried this.
1: Oh, no. I mean, no fans, nothing like... Might as well get a front row seat. You know, you'd be the only Yeah.
0: Yeah. I can't say that like this is oh, this is dumb. Like if that's what it was, it was just a person just trying to watch watch the twins, I don't hate the move.
1: Well, I, I don't think there's anything in the MLB CBA or guidelines that prohibit you from using a drone to try to watch your favorite team. So you know, show me that guideline. I'm serious. Show, like, show me
0: the rule. It's like one of those Manfred, things like you can't have a motorcycle in a casino. Yeah. Like, show me that rule.
1: Speaking of casinos, we've got, we got to talk about that in a second. Yep, but, that's what you call a transition in the biz. <laughs> <laughs> show me that guideline, Manfred, because if it doesn't exist, I'm taking a fucking drone out as well.
0: <laughs> Alright, so so going back to the casino transition. Um, Seven, have you ever been to the St. Louis
1: Casino? No, I haven't, but I can tell you who has been.
0: The St. Louis Cardinals, <laughs> they have. Oh, baby. And believe it or not, in those 24-hour cesspools, there's COVID.
1: could shocked I, me. for
0: one, I, for one, am shocked.
1: <laughs> well, color me shocked, surprised, whatever. Um, this is also just such poor, I mean, everything about this is just Poor, very poor. Um, this is, what, less than two weeks after the Marlins and tested, what, 17 positive? Was it yeah, 17? for
0: going to a hotel You're or a, a, a casino. And this is, and it was the Minneapolis casino, not the cart. Yeah,
1: was it? Well, they were supposed I don't to play the Tigers, so I don't know where it was. They were
0: they were in Pittsburgh, for the, or they were at home for the opener, then in Minnesota for two, and then the 31st, they got per- postponed against Milwaukee. Okay. So it's either the, the St. Louis Hotel or the Minneapolis Hotel.
1: Okay. Well, either way. Or Casino,
0: not Hotel. This is Casino.
1: Um, but yeah, either way, very poor judgment. But this is less than two weeks after the Marlins tested 17 positive just for going to a hotel. Um, where you'd have to imagine that the staff and crew there are trying to take every precaution to make sure it's clean and not, uh, you know, a fucking cesspool of disease. Waiting for MLB players, um, you know, you take the gloves off, you walk into a casino where it's not exactly the, you know, the highest standard, the gold standard for cleanliness. Yeah, some things are gonna happen. Um, I love the the denial too from the GM. Like, yeah, I, he was like, we did not do this, but I don't know. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but I don't know. So they we. We do. We might have some fucking idiots on this team. We.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they might. They very clearly might. Um, boy. I mean. Until the players take this seriously and lock down, lock themselves in, basically, mm-hmm. and make it as close to a bubble as we can get, this is gonna keep happening.
1: Well, this is the the main issue, and you know I think. So everyone looks at the NBA and the NHL. There's no uh, positive COVID cases that we know. I'm not sure how how much they're testing either. Probably not as much as MLB.
0: Oh, I think they're going every day. I know ML, or NBA is doing every day.
1: Are they, Well, not as many. To, you know what I mean? Because it's a central. Oh yeah. You know. Okay. Um, so there's not as much strain when you do a bubble in terms of the testing capacity. Um, there's also the aspect that you can you can account for almost everyone. Unless you're really in the mood for chicken wings, everyone should probably comply <laughs> with the bubble rules. You would um, think. You would think. But, you know, Jeter kind of said it. He's like, our players aren't running around, you know, looking for chicken wings. Um, great statement by him. This is why he's the fucking goat. Just not like a professional PR statement at all. Just off the cuff, like, just slamming the MLB. But, you know, that this is what's going to happen. Like, players are traveling across the country. You're not isolated you're and they're playing every other day or every day at least so yeah you're going to get positive cases every team will probably have at least one positive case throughout this season you will find small clusters that happen in certain cases like the marlins where obviously they're playing with not i don't want to say playing with each other because that sounds wrong but they're playing on the same field as each other they're working out together so yeah, this this is gonna spread, and all it takes is one, and and that's oh definitely that's all we can say. So if you think that your team is like the silver bullet to this disease, you're flat out wrong. It's gonna um, happen to you, um, whether or not teams take stricter precautions now. Once a player is infected, like I don't know what the quarantine system is. It clearly isn't fourteen days because that was not fourteen days off yeah. for the Marlins. So I'm not really sure what the MLB is doing that, you know, is allowed that we're not allowed to do as normal citizens because if that was us we'd have to take 2 weeks off. Yep.
0: Um I had I had a thought and oh, um if you think your team's immune to this and and, and you go casting stones at the Cardinals or the Marlins, you're probably going to be in for a root awakening at some point throughout yeah. the season, I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, like that's the thing. I mean, the the card like the cardinals are idiots um let's not mince words here if you go to a casino if it's true that they went to the casino which it sounds like it probably is and if the marlins went to the strip club well i don't know if they did i think it's alleged alleged Alleged. allegedly but i think there's more there's more juice on the cardinals going to a casino uh, because that was hitting the rumor mill pretty early so either way if you don't follow the guidelines and you're not taking precautions and you're lackadaisical and your approach to everything, yeah, you're an idiot, and you—I don't want to say you deserve to get it, but you're going to impact your team more than yourself. In, in
0: you're going to have the 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 implications of your decisions, the yes. consequences—that's the word I was looking for. Yes, consequences of your decisions. All right, let's circle back to actual baseball news. Who's hot? Who's not? Um, I'll let you you lead this one because I know you're happy about who's really hot.
1: Oh, yeah, Gotta got love the Yankees. Gotta love uh, the way they're playing right now. Their pitching has actually not been great, aside from Cole uh, and Chad Green. It has been somewhat shaky. Uh, I think Paxton has been a huge disappointment. But on the bright side, they're hitting the piss out of the ball. So, yes, they are. Home runs plus every seven, game. Aaron Judge. 51,
0: 51 runs scored, plus yep. 17 differential, 4-0 at home.
1: I wonder what the highest differential is through sixty games. Through sixty,
0: um, yeah. Um, I know the Dodgers are already plus thirty-two.
1: Okay, but well, I wonder, like, what team? Like, the run differential is obviously going to look a lot s- smaller. Yeah. This season, but I wonder, you know, can a team like the Yankees, because they're just hitting home—that's how they're scoring. What like, would
0: what what would the sixty-game mark be, like roughly? <sighs>
1: Well, I know last year. Forty
0: one and twenty-five, that's sixty-six. So I gotta go back about a week. Um, all right, so thirty-eight and twenty-one is that that's fifty-nine. Yeah. So I'll go one more day. So June fifth of last year. The Yankees were plus seventy-one, the Rays were plus seventy-nine. Baltimore was minus one twenty-one, Minnesota was plus one oh four. Um the Dodgers were plus 104. So 104 through 60 games looks to be the number.
1: Okay. So, I mean, I think you'll potentially see a team go above that this year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I think, you know, the Yankees have been playing well. There's a lot that they need to. My my biggest fear with them is they're not manufacturing runs. They're relying on the long ball, which they always have to some degree, but they're not even getting the ball into play. They're just it's leaving play right away. Um, which is great right now but it's not sustainable so they are gonna have to figure out how to actually move runners and get on base and, and do the little things if they want to keep this up but so far so good
0: definitely uh, Minnesota's pretty hot they're nine and two uh, plus 27 seven and one at home two and one on the road they got the pirates here uh, starting today mm-hmm. I mean man I I don't know. The Indians aren't going to win this division. The Twins are good.
1: The Twins are good, and they're, the thing that's surprising me about them the most is that their pitching rotation has been so good. Yeah. Because um, that was my biggest complaint or fear with them leading into a, a short season is, you know, there's a lot of new pitchers on that staff. Um, not all of them are guaranteed, or I don't want to say guaranteed, but they don't have a good recent track record of success That as what we've seen right now. I mean, Rich Hill already got hurt. Even though he's been pitching well, he just got hurt, so he knew that was coming. Um, I genuinely don't understand the Twins, dude. Like they, they, they swing it, but
0: like I feel like their pitching catches lightning. Like They don't have good enough pitching to be as good as they are.
1: No, but I think on the flip side now, you're seeing that this is probably a perfect storm for them because they're still going to hit, you know that. Their lineup is still very good. Uh, but if their pitching can just hold it together for a couple months, which it looks like it probably could, then yeah, this is the, probably the team to beat in the AL yeah i hate to say that but you're probably right
0: um let's see staying in the al the orioles five and four but boy a lot hotter than we thought they'd be
1: yeah the Orioles are looking good um i mean they swept the rays they did the rays have kind of been on uh out of the struggle gate lately but the, listen the orioles there will i mean it, it's tough to say because they should not be doing well um We'll see if they can keep this up over sixty games because their pitching is atrocious. Their yeah. their hitting is very sporadic. They don't score a lot of runs. Their defense couldn't tell you I couldn't tell you who is their starting like I don't know what the starting lineup looks like day in, day out. Um, I know that when you have Dwight Smith in left field who can't get it to shortstop, that's a bad defensive look. <laughs> But I also understand that if you have just a bunch of young scrappy guys thinking that they can win any game, that also gives you a lot of, yep, you know, it gives you a lot of confidence going into every game in a short season. Why not us? So, yep,
0: three game series against the, the Yankees here, um, and they are uh, three and three at home, zero and three against teams over five hundred. So, so that's what you got to look at. That's the that's the the metric to look at. Uh, switching over to the NL, the Rockies starting off hot at eight and two. They're plus twenty three. They're kind of fueling themselves.
1: Yeah, similar to the Twins because the biggest surprise with them is their pitching. Their pitching has been so good. Um, Kyle Freeland, who was horrendous the last year and a half, has been. You know, he's been a pleasant surprise for them. Yeah. Right? And pleasant surprise is the right way to put that. Yeah. I mean no one expected him to do what he's doing right now. Uh short in season or not. He's he's been pitching well. But that's another one. Like I think you know the Rockies are gonna hit in that ballpark. You know that you can expect runs. Uh, it's just always the question mark of pitching, and their pitching so far has been more than adequate. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh Cubbies at nine and two, seven and one at home, two and one on the road, they're a plus thirteen. Uh their expected win loss is 7 and 4 mm-hmm. but they sit at 9 and 2.
1: So, the Cubs are probably the biggest surprise in my opinion. Really? I yeah, I, I really think they are. Um there's a there were a lot of question marks going into this season, shortened or regular. New manager, uh they lost some key key parts. Um they've lost well, I guess they—you could say they lost. Craig Kimbrel's still there, but he's not the same Craig Kimbrell. Um, there were a lot of question marks, and I think so far they've been answered. And I, I think it's convincing enough to say that the Cubs are legit after 11 games. That you know, in when they only have 49 left, like they can definitely make some noise. Uh, obviously, you still have Javier Baez, Chris Bryant, Schwarber. So those are guys like that – those are mainstays you can count on. I think the pitching has been really good. The starting rotation in particular has been really good. Their biggest question still that has to be answered is who's going to close games because clearly it's not Craig Kimbrell. Um, His stuff looks terrible. His curveball's not getting any swings. Can't get outs. Uh, He was disastrous last night again. You have to find a closer. It's not him. You don't have enough time to figure it out because every night you have to win – this isn't one of those things where he can work off the rust you know, over the month of May and he'll be ready to go for, this, for the long haul because this is this is a very worrisome situation they're in. So I would remove Craig Kimbrell from any high leverage situation you can and just find a new arm that you can count on to, to close games out. See, I'm going to go back to
0: one of your first points about the manager. For me, I think the new manager in David Ross is part of why they're doing so well because now... David Ross was around a lot of these guys in that 2016 World Series run. That's a good point. And now you just you're with you're vibing with your boys right now. That's true. That's like, actually a really good point. And so to me, as long David Ross just has the ultimate job of don't fuck up.
1: <laughs> I think every manager this year has that ultimate job of just don't fuck it up.
0: No, because uh, I think I think a lot of managers have to manage to win. Like right. honestly, the way Terry Francona is right now. Um, is he has to manage to win, and Aaron Boone is a don't fuck it up guy. Um, but like a a lot of a lot of managers have to manage to win right now, and right now David Ross got one of the best situations I think for the uh, among the new managers.
1: Yeah, I guess you know I didn't think about it that way. He did play with a lot of these guys. In that World Series run, um, so there's a level of familiarity there. Uh, I like how I, I, I like the comparison that came out, or I guess I don't like the comparison when he got the job. It's like Aaron Boone came from TV and, and went back to the team he played for. Well, Aaron Boone hadn't played for the Yankees in 15 years, so exactly, exactly. There was no level that. of camaraderie that he could step into immediately. Uh, David Ross, on the other hand, to your point, you know, he knew these guys. He played with them. He understands, you know, how they how they work every day. That was probably an easy transition for him, knowing both these guys had never managed in their lives. Um, you know, it's interesting to see just baseball minds don't really lose that edge. No matter if you're in a booth uh, or on a desk doing an analyst job, you can still manage a game if you have those baseball wits. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Couldn't agree more. Um, let's go to the opposite side of who is not hot. Uh, we'll start with the Red Sox. They're 3-8, and eight, minus 15, 1-4 in the friendly confines of Fenway. What's going on with the Bo Sox right now?
1: I mean, we we kind of called this one, too. I, I don't think they're a good team. Um, yeah. They weren't a good team last year, but they're even worse this year because they've lost virtually all their pitching. All their rotation has been lost. Like Rodriguez, down with COVID, Um To open the season. So this is the definition of a patchwork rotation. Their lineup can still score runs. We saw that when they were in New York this past weekend. That's still there. Um, But if you can't get anyone out, you're not going to win many games. And it doesn't get much easier for them. They're going to have to play the Yankees again. They have to play the Rays. They have to play the the upstart Orioles. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying that. But they still have the Braves. They still have the Nationals. Like There's all these teams that they're going to have to get through just to fight and claw their way back to relevancy. And in a short season, I mean, I'm ready to count them out, but I've been wrong before. And it's not because I don't like them. It's because there's just nothing on this team that gives me a lot of hope.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. I'm not going to count them out just because until that elimination number is zero, I'm not counting anybody out this season. Just because 60 games, why the fuck not?
1: Yeah, I mean... I mean, uh, it's it's fair i just think after 11 games and you're this bad and you have that type of division in front of you um that's that's enough for me to say you, you know what this probably isn't a team you want to put all your chips on so
0: that's fair that's fair uh pirates are two and nine <laughs> they are one and seven on the road they are oh and five away from gorgeous pnc park they're there i'm sorry uh, 1-7 away from PNC, 0-5 oh against teams over 500, mm-hmm. minus 17 run differential. They've lost six straight. Uh, okay, I take it back. This team, I'm counting out.
1: Well, we counted that. I honestly think this is one of those teams that might have single-digit wins. Um. It's trending. Especially, <laughs> now, well, especially now with the whole COVID implications. If you can't complete a full season, um. Yeah, this is not looking good. The Pirates are basically steering a ghost ship. They suck. Uh, We called this one before the season that they were going to be this bad, and they are definitely holding true to that. So uh, not much to see here. You can probably move on. Saying the Pirates
0: are going to suck, that's not really a take that you can rest your hat on. No, but it's it's, one you can take to the bank almost
1: every year. Yeah, but I think if uh, if my (laughs) prediction comes true that they'll have single-digit wins.
0: That's That's fair. That's one I can rest my hat on. That's fair uh arizona three and eight minus 31 they're getting slacked yeah. two and seven against over 500 teams two and four on the road one and four at home they play houston which houston's not great this year so far
1: they've been good they're they're they're, they're i would not say they're, they're
0: above average but definitely not a break
1: for the diamondbacks no um listen the diamondbacks their pitching's been terrible. Uh, Madison Bumgarner he got shelled last night. Sorry, Bumgarner got shelled last night. Uh, I don't think he's fully recovered from that ATV accident. To be honest, he just doesn't look the same. Um, but yeah, the, the Diamondbacks—that's another tough division that you got to. It's they're in a similar situation to Boston. Diamondbacks weren't a great team last year. I personally didn't have high hopes for them this year. Even I didn't after. Have the high
0: I didn't see a 3-8 and eight start with a minus 31. No,
1: I didn't see that either, but I never really had high hopes. I didn't think that they were going to be this bad, but I didn't think that they had really legitimate shot to go too, too far. Even with expanded playoffs, I'm not sure I would put the Diamondbacks in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, among teams that have
0: played eight games or more, They're tied for the lowest, or I'm sorry, they have the second lowest run total. Only the Rangers have lower. Wait, I'm sorry, the Blue Jays. They're third lowest. 29 runs scored in 11 games. Yeah. And those other teams both have eight games played. So, I mean, they got to find some offense. Speaking of Diamondback's offense, what player, a little bit, a, a, a touch of trivia for you. Which player, I'll give you these on the Diamondbacks, has the most solo home runs off Clayton Kershaw in the last six years?
1: Um, Not Marte. He hasn't been around for six years. Madison Bumgarner.
0: You are correct, sir. Yep. Yeah, I thought that was such a cool stat. That's a good Um, one. But all right, bring us to our last not hot team, and, and this is you know debatable. But I'm going with the Cleveland Indians. They're six and six. They're plus two, which doesn't scream, um, doesn't scream not hot. But they are slashing the equivalent of a Michael Martinez career stat line. The if the Indians had average pitching, average pitching, they would be. A Royals three and nine, or a Seattle four and eight, or a uh, Pittsburgh two and nine. Yeah, they're being saved by their pitching right now. The, the The Marlins, who haven't played in a week, have as many home runs as the Indians.
1: Yeah, it's it's worrisome. Um, but we were talking before we recorded that I'm higher on the Indians than you are, and, and maybe it's because I'm not you know as closely invested as you, where I'm not seeing as many as the holes. Um but I still, I still think that if you have elite pitching, which I think the Indians do, you still have a shot. I don't I think if you can limit the amount of runs the opposition scores, you can start manufacturing runs. And it comes down I, I think Harold Reynolds said it best um, last night when I was watching him he said, you can just change your style of play to fit who's pitching on the mound that night. Like the Mets still need to figure it out with the Grom. You can't rest on your laurels that you have an ace going out against another ace you have to get creative you have to take pitches you have to be patient you have to get people on base and move them over uh you can't just rest on your laurels that you have one of the best pitchers in the game going and the Indians i think need to make the same transition to say you know what we're not going to score a lot of runs this year that's not who we are but we will limit the amount of runs scored on us so we need to get smart and we need to get scrappy and we have to actually use some you know managerial chops. I'm not saying Francona doesn't have it because he definitely does, but I think he just needs to adjust on the fly now in a short season. You can still win this division with great pitching. You just might not do it the way that the Twins likely could. The
0: Indians, the, my problem with the Indians is they, like, like, and maybe this is not Francona, maybe this is not hitting coach Ty Van Berkelio, but the Indians just love to, to grip it and rip it and try and swing for the fences and, you know, our strategy is we're gonna hit the ball out of the yard. Yep, and we don't have enough guys that can hit the ball out of the yard.
1: No, and that's it goes back to what I was just saying. You need to like you have to change your style. You have to change your approach. You're not a power hitting team. You're you're not the White Sox. You're not the Twins. Um, you're gonna have to make some adjustments right now and figure out how can we score at least you know because most of the pitchers that the Indians have, if I have Bieber, Clevenger, uh, Savali's been good you have some, some good guys on that rotation. They might need only two to three runs to keep it going. Um, Bingo. If you can just do that and have that mindset going into the game, like if we can just give them three runs, we're good to go. We don't need to swing for the fences every time up. We need to get men on base and manufacture it that way. I think they'll be fine, but, you know, time will tell, and unfortunately time is of the essence, so th- we need to see if they can do it quicker than, you know, later.
0: Yeah, so that's my mini rants about the Indians. I think they're ice cold. At six and six, it's irritating. Curtain call time. Um, Seven. Do you have one,
1: or you want me to lead it off? I got one. Go for it, buddy. I think the Marlins are going to make the playoffs. Oh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) damn it! Mine's in the same vein.
1: (laughs) Listen, they're fucking hot right now, man.
0: Uh, You know what? It's funny. I got—I have MLB standings pages uh, pulled up, and they're three and one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it still lists them as first in the division. And I'm like... And like I caught it and I was like, the Marlins are... Oh, I see what they yeah, did. <laughs> that's
1: a good... That's a healthy COVID 3 and one um, Oh, I love that. But yeah, they'll make the playoffs uh, assuming they can get enough games in. But I actually like how they responded coming back from that absence. You know, they look pretty good. Blanking for nothing. Um... Pitching looked good. To your point, they have as many home runs as the Indians do in four fucking games. And I think Mattingly and the whole coaching staff having to adjust on the fly and just trying to fill holes left by players who are sick. And just truly just a makeshift team at this point. This is like a sandlot team. And they can go out and compete. My hat's off to them. I think they're actually doing a pretty good job dealing with this outbreak and dealing with the ramifications of it. Yeah, I mean,
0: I, I can't argue. <laughs> I, I mean,
1: we'll, um, we'll have to see it happen again over another week, but, I, yeah. you know.
0: Um, my Again, mine's in the same vein. I think the Orioles make the playoffs. I think they play a, a full schedule and make the playoffs. They started out hot, and sweeping the Rays, who I think is a pretty good team, opened my eyes that stupid shit's going to happen this year, uh-huh. and here we are. Stupid shit happening. Yep. Uh, Oz are going to make the playoffs. Book it now. Jesse, you can punch that ticket. Um, and that's all we got. Seven. Always a pleasure, my friend. Always. Jonesy. Keep doing the boots go boogie, my friend.
1: He's actually... He just... Uh, he fucking ran away and just flopped.
0: And he's sleeping right now. <sighs> to be... To be a corgi flopped on the couch. That would be...
1: That's the life right there.
0: That's that's the dream. Yep. All right. Until next time, he's seven. I'm Tommy. We're out. See ya.